Welcome to a football show here, of course, at the Cast Collective Studio, uh, live at the Cast Collective Studio. Let me see if I can get this right. On Music Row in the heart of Nashville. You did it. I spent a lot of time thinking about what the armpit of Nashville would be last week. I have no answers for you because I don't want to upset anybody. It'd be East Nashville. Oh, come on, bro. It's all right. We wear deodorant in East Nashville. It's fine. <laughs> we'll see. It's a little crunchy over there. That's fair. Uh, that's Zach. I'm Braden. Welcome. Turn on all the notifications, of course. Special thanks to our title sponsor, the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. If you're going to make any big decisions about your house, you know the drill. Have a conversation. That's all we ask. It's not a whole lot. So if you're supporting the show, we do appreciate it. Make sure you support them as well. Again, that's the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. That's it. It's a firm. It is. Yeah, it's a firm. So have a conversation with them. Okay. Um, F-Words pod. Make sure you check that out. Great episode with you and Lebowski this week. Uh, a lot of F-Words on that show. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't the most F-Words we've had on a show, no, no, but I, I would maybe put it maybe top 15-ish. Top, top, <laughs> the power rankings of most F-Words. Uh, your F-word you should have an F-Word counter somewhere, kind of like Stat Boy. Dude, you really should. Uh, the, the F-Word efficiency work rate was ex- excellent yeah. this week. Um, a lot of good rants from Zach, so go check that out. We're going to talk about uh, Asthma Gate. I guess we've got to add gate to everything to make it like a thing that we can talk about. Uh, Traylon Burks, the next chapter in this ridiculous story that has n- no real purpose or meaning. I blame your people. My people? Your people. The media. <laughs> the media? Okay. They are your people. They're my people. In this instance, it's like when your kid does something. What has your son or what has your daughter yeah. done to? Um, uh, yeah, well, you, it's fine. You can blame our people. Um, what do you mean by you people? Um, so we're going to get into that. Well, I think there's, I have a uh, tongue-in-cheek theory about what the Titans are doing to our people. <laughs> Your people. <laughs> to my people. Uh, we're going to get into Deshaun Watson a little bit today, but not necessarily the details of a very kind of sordid and disgusting story, but more about like your role as a fan when you have people, because we do this across every, it's not just sports, Zach. We do this with musicians. We do this with politicians. We do this with actors. We forgive a lot of stuff of people because they give us joy in another area. So can you compartmentalize? And what's the role of the fan in, in a situation like Deshaun Watson, where he's clearly a scumbag, but like Browns fans dead are dead des- behind the eyes. I mean, like, you watch the deposition. Dude, he is weird. dead behind the eyes. That's not how he was either before. This is right. all since he this all he's got a, He's got an addiction and disease. We'll get, we'll get yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into it. So a lot of, I think, hopefully, a unique conversation about Deshaun Watson that you don't get anywhere else. Good nutritional takes on the show. That is our goal. No empty calories, of course. And there's a long conversation. Uh, myself, Steve Cavendish, we had with Butch Spiridon, of course, who uh, his nickname is uh, Captain uh, Room Nights is his nickname. How many room nights do I have booked in Nashville? That's all he cares about. And so CMA Fest this weekend, but also a lot of Titans news. So I'll give you some updates on that. That is on Lamestream Sports coming out on Friday. So make sure you check out that show. I'll give you some highlights from that and we can discuss the latest on the Titans stadium. So uh, just some just some light news, some light news and notes here today on the show, Zach. Uh, football and other F-words, Broadway Sports Media, check out all the other shows, turn on the notifications, jump in the comment section. We'll get to all your questions today on the show as well. So we good? Ready we're to good. Go? I think we're good. Ready to go? I just fixed our audio issues, if you were in there. I forgot, uh, for whatever reason, didn't automatically detect that we were on Mixcast 4, so oh. it was all me. So that's your people, then? That, that was my people. Your people, okay. Uh, Mixcast 4. Well, we have the, the, the private chat, so that was me. <laughs> old Mixcast 4. <laughs> the old um, Mixcast 4. All right, so 
Apologies to those that actually stayed with us for the first like three minutes of all that. So nobody heard a single word that no, we they said. They heard us. They just heard us through my laptop. Oh, okay. It was through my laptop. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the show. Already in progress yeah. here. Uh, this is. They, this, but they heard us. That's good. That's good. So, so we don't have to repeat anything. So media was allowed to be at Titans OTAs on Tuesday this week. Allowed. Uh, yeah, we were permitted. A lot of people get to go to mul- a lot of other teams allow their media to go to multiple practices, maybe even all of them. And some teams. Uh, like to share behind the scenes footage to grow yeah. a bond with their audience and their crowd. Uh, we'll, we'll get to my, uh, we got some theories on who is in control of all this. Why does it happen? I've got a story from practice as well that hopefully doesn't get me in trouble. We'll tell that in a second. But Rob Moore, the wide receivers coach, basically just acknowledges that that Traylon Burks has asthma, and which I believe you said on this show a month ago that this is a thing he had at Arkansas. This is something he's dealt with. It's he had an inhaler at practice. Like this isn't. Well, I mean, what did like people think was in the inhaler? Like, I, I guess that was the thing, because even you said, you know, it, we can't really jump to that conclusion, or we're not allowed to, or whatever, the, the media. HIPAA. It's, 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 but I'm thinking, why can't you? Because it's an inhaler. <laughs> what do you think is in it? Is, do you think it's filled with Kool-Aid? Like, what do you think was in the inhaler that it was totally deemed irrelevant vodka by most shots. local media? It's Maurice Claret, just vodka, <laughs> just shots. vodka shots. Is that how he did his vodka No, he remember he put Grey Goose into a water bottle? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was drinking Grey Goose on the practice field for the Broncos yeah. when Mike Shanahan drafted him and was like, I could fix him, and no, you can't. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, you're right. I, I, I just sort of was... And, and you're not the only one, but a lot of people were like, well, it's kind of irresponsible for us to assume that it's asthma, but... What else would an inhaler be yeah. used for? Well, and again, I'm not a doctor. That, that's right. kind of where I side. Is just I mean, like, I'm a doctor. I play one on TV. <laughs> that's true. Your people. I, I just, it, it, I just sort of err on the side of like, well, let's just let them tell us what it is, and then when they tell us, we can scream and our heads can explode on Twitter, and then Stony, we're there. Stony has a Stony has it right here. It was filled with the breath of wild boars. That's probably pretty disgusting. <laughs> Some hot, stinky breath. You know, you don't. None of you have kids, but if you, those of you watching and listening that do have kids. You can tell when your kids are sick by their breath. It's really weird. Yeah, that is weird. It gets really disgusting, and I feel like I would describe a si- my sick daughters with the breath of wild boars. I feel like that's what, what now I have something to explain when, when, right. when, my, when my wife asks what's wrong with her daughter, and I say, she's got wild boar breath, babe. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> don't know what to tell you. Um, so I just think, now this is, to, to your point about how I was kind of careful about it, he has a thing. They've said that he has the thing. They will manage the thing professionally with medical experts. And the and thing, they've always known about the thing. And they've always known about the thing. Which, duh, it's asthma. It's not like, like I said on the podcast, it's not like he had a degenerate bone disease. I, <laughs> I, I hate that the Titans have created, and they've, they have created the storm, whether on purpose or not. They have created the shroud of secrecy that separates them from the rest of the world. They basically, uh, what was that show on CBS where they I haven't had watched some network force television. field around the, around the world? This is like a long time I have ago. Not, I have not watched a It was no. before Breaking Bad. That's how long ago it was. Oh, okay. uh, Jericho, maybe, I think, is what it was. I don't know. But it, they got a force field around around their, their place. And so I don't blame people for not wanting to just assume that's asthma. That's why I guess what I'm here for. You know, that's... I'm here to be the voice of the media who have to tiptoe around the Titan <laughs> Stadium because they do listen to everything, right? I mean, we saw John Robinson call out Buck on his uh, workout ethic and stuff like that. So in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, of course you guys can't really just come out and say, well, it's obviously got to be asthma, even though yeah. it obviously was. Yeah, and I, 
all I was doing was just waiting for them to tell us something like that because somebody's personal medical information is, you know, there's some level of like, you d you tell us and we'll just say, okay, and then go from there. It's just not a thing because you can manage it and it's just asthma. And I don't know if that I mean, ties it's into... It's not like he just got asthma after he was right. drafted. Like, I think that's the thing... <laughs> One that, day of rookie camp and right. he got asthma. I think that's the thing that's kind of really <laughs> people are missing is that they're like, well... I mean, this just feels like it came out of nowhere. No, asthma is something that you can grow out of. It's not something yeah. that you necessarily grow into. Especially an athlete wouldn't grow into asthma. You can develop allergies. Sound like a, you sound like an expert. Well, I, expert. I had asthma. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. I, and I grew out of my asthma, and I had allergies, and my allergies changed. I used to not be allergic to cats, and now I'm allergic to cats, but I'm not really hive al cat allergic. You Would you want saying? a cat, though? I had cats growing up, and we had to get rid of them. I, I, I mean, like we literally had to get rid of cats that i, I had. am anti-cat now it's funny like so i had asthma like for two summers but it was only because of specific trees in florida where i used to go to my grandparents yeah. house and i got like really bad asthma attacks and like i never had asthma any other time so it's 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 you know it's very personal it's very unique to the individual like you said you can it can change and evolve again this is already too much asthma talk like we're going deep in the weeds on asthma here i think I, it's just important for people not to freak out yes it doesn't mean anything right it doesn't mean he, he's he's had asthma he's had asthma back at arkansas doesn't mean anything does not mean anything that's what inhalers are for inhalers are for to open up your airwaves to your lungs to get breath to get your breath going get your breathing going and get oxygen to your body so guess what it happens happens almost automatically it's and guess what he will be if he has to step out for a snap or two he will be in a snap or two later it won't be like aj brown right. hurting his hamstring or something and he misses the rest of the game right now to your point last episode or maybe two episodes ago and you touched on it a little bit on f words this week as well check it out um i think there's no reason to be concerned about the conditioning side of him until we need him right. to be in condition <laughs> so yeah. like that we've kind of covered that as well so like the asthma is not a thing because it can be handled by pr medical professionals and the, the the conditioning thing it you know he's a big dude he plays big and we'll deal with that when camp shows up if he's still out of shape then then we can talk about it if the games start and he's out of shape then we can talk about it there's there's a, there's a time and a place for that conversation here, here, let me float a, a theory and you kind of touched on this on your show with Lebowski as well which is I think so. There's been some specific things about how this Traylon Burks thing has unfolded with the press and with practice and access. So, Tuesday, Traylon Burks doesn't practice after his best practice the week before, right? And Rob Moore tells us that he's got asthma, and then Burks doesn't play the day that we're all there, okay? The week before, there was a couple of drills where all the receivers, and they all just to paint a picture here, you're, we have to stand on the sidelines by the facility. And all the players, the receivers generally do all the drills right in front of the, like on that sideline. So the quarterbacks are out in the field. The running backs are down here. The offensive and defensive linemen are down by the lake, by the, uh, over here on the end of the field, like not on a field, like they're sort of in a practice area. But the receivers are always right in front of us. And they, Traylon Burks was being told, not like ordered or yelled or anything, but like they clearly were skipping drills with him. But they did it right in front of us. And so it was like, we're going to run one route this way, then we're going to shift, shift to the other side, and Burks, you're just going to walk. You're not going to run the drill. You're just going to go to the other side. And so I am knowing Vrabel the way we know Vrabel, which is Belichick, Saban, protect state secrets at all costs, you know, not going to give you anything, and, and Robinson to some degree as well. I, I think there's a chance that they're doing all of this on purpose. Well, I mean, like you heard... They are trolling all of us. I think they, that Tuesday was specifically for Paul Kaharski. 
I know you. I know you think and, that. And, and listen, you you can that's say it's one not, guy too much credit, but no, you could say that it's not. But it is highly, highly suspect that they decided to do it <laughs> on the day that he even put out an article saying he wasn't even going to be near his phone and check his phone, and they let the state secrets unfold. Yeah. I well, mean, and again, just, there's just. Every single step of the way, there's been these little things that they know we're going to react to. And um, it, what's interesting is I don't think they realize that that's good for our business, generally. Yeah. Like when we've got all this stuff to react to and overreact to, and even though we don't like the empty calories, it, a lot of people do. And right. that drives a lot of conversations that are fairly stupid. Um, so here's let me float another theory, because it's I think my, my personal opinion is that the, the way that they grant access or lack thereof is a John Robinson, Mike Vrabel-driven decision. That's my that's well, my opinion. You, you I'm have, not reporting that. Well, you that's have to opinion. think it is at least a partnership in that, just because look at when it was Mike Malarkey and John Robinson. Even Mike Malarkey, when at his pressers, he was giving you guys more information. Oh, you couldn't get him to shut up. You couldn't, yeah, right. <laughs> so I think this is a joint venture between Robinson and, and Vrabel. Yes, because I, they are Because we have seen them be on the same page on almost everything yep. in American football. So... Here's an anecdote from practice on Tuesday that I think indicates that, number one, they absolutely listen to and pay attention to everything. Yes. They, they all have well, rabbit ears. I know for sure they get they all like, have rabbit ears. All the articles and stuff they get. He gets, I know at least Vrabel, get, and I think yeah. Robinson does too, gets any article that's written in the last 24 hours, he gets every morning. Yes, and Preds, the Preds do this too. It's not unusual for this to, right. to be a thing. Um, and so we're, we're all standing there watching practice, and there's a media area where they hold the press conferences, which is called the media area. Like, that's where you can stand. You can stand in the media area, or you can stand on the sideline, or you can stand in the end zone. You can't stand, like, there's very specific places where you can stand. And in the media area, while we're all watching practice, I think there was, there was somebody down there in the press that was, like, talking to a player. And we all hear somebody yelling from above, upstairs, which is in the new facility, and somebody's just screaming, like, media area, media area, media area. And that, that, that was an indication for Titans PR to go over there and kind of like, why is that guy talking to a player kind of thing, gotcha. right? So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling the story to say that anybody did anything wrong. Um, if you're standing in the media area and you're media, you're not really doing anything wrong. Right. But it shows – it was John Robinson who was yelling. <laughs> and so it shows that, A, he's paying very close attention to every tiny detail – and that it shows that I think Robinson and Vrabel are the two driving forces behind their philosophy of their approach to the media, which which is why it could be a total troll job that they're releasing all these little things and having Burke skip a draft, skip a skip a drill. I just think there's a chance it's all done on purpose to mess with us. What do you think there is to gain by this though? Like, is it is it it's fun just, for them? Well, no. Talking about the whole secrecy issue, you you guys are only coming to one practice, you know, Not during, during training camp. I mean, they have to think that they're gaining something by that. Well, so because if you look at the Rams, the Rams have like opened up the floodgates on everything. They you know invite media. Media loves the players. They get to know the players and all this stuff. And I feel like there's a lack. There's there's a little bit of a a line that I hesitate to cross, right? Because there's the, the Marcus line where you don't know anything about the player really at all because they're not on social media. You don't hardly ever get to talk to them unless it's outside of a football situation. And then you have the A.J. Brown where you're getting way too much. Maybe even <laughs> Taylor Lewan and Will Compton could be on that. But you're getting way too much from them on social media. Yeah. But I feel like we are, as fans and maybe even media, a, a lack. we have a lack of getting to know these players on the field, getting a lack of information on 
basically what goes on at training camp and practices week in and week out when you see you know Colts media you see Eagles you see the the Rams yeah. and all these other media teams they're all getting all this good information daily to their fans so I, like what is that there's no competitive advantage because even bad teams are doing it no teams and, are and, doing it. and they actually say like the competitive advantage is kind of like the term and I, I don't think that's the exact term that's in the emails but like these are the things you cannot report on like formations and route Which, combinations that stuff makes sense and, and like so if they're running a route and again i'm not this is not what they did right. i'm so i'm just making this up if they've got a two tight end set to the split and they're running a crossing route with the rub or a, a you know a pick or whatever like I could see how they don't want that type of thing totally makes sense. to be out there. Oh, they're really working on this in the summer or whatever. Like, I don't think they want that. But if you look at college coaches, college coaches are, I say this not directed at Mike Vrabel or John Robinson, but I think football coaches at a high pressure situation, which would qualify Vrabel and Nick Saban and all these other guys, they are paranoid schizophrenic egomaniacs. Like you kind of have to be that to be in that job. And I think they feel like there is something College coaches don't have to give you any access. Right. There's never even a moment where you're at practice. Sam Pittman did actually let open up practice for the, in the spring this year for Arkansas Media. But I just think they feel like there's some level of control that if they can keep everything in-house, they have some mental advantage. And it's, I don't, you I think don't it's see why. Don't, I think it's they don't trust the players because if you think about the, the third mystery field, the third field or whatever it's called. Which is a big dirt pile right yeah, now. Yeah, which is whatever, you know, where the injured players kind of go run and if you take a video of them, you get yelled yeah, yeah. at and all that kind of stuff. And they, I think it's because, well, they're over here coaching. The coaches are over here coaching. That's where John Robinson's focus is at too. There's nobody with that player, right? Except for maybe like a strength and conditioning guy or something. Yeah, it's not practice technically, right? Which but I think is there. If you you can report on practice, report on. Well, I think it's just what I'm saying is I think it's because they don't think that those players, keep, they're they're afraid that those players are going to say something they don't want out. I would I would go with that for the college kids and for the rookies in the NFL. Like you want to see how Roger McCreary or Malik Willis or these rookies. Can can like you want to train them a little bit, right? right. You want to. Frankly, this is probably where college co- football fails miserably, which is uh, if you allowed access to the college kids, they'd be better prepared for questions in the NFL. Right. And so it kind of feeds itself a little bit. You have to get them prepared, so you're you sort of insulate them a little bit when they first get here because they're not prepared to talk to the media because the college coach is even worse at protecting them, and it actually does the athlete a disservice because then they can't. They're not learning the skills. They there's are life skills, right? Yeah. To have a good interview and good communication like that's a good life skill to earn so or to learn i i think it's a uh, there is just a paranoid schizophrenic mentality with all coaches of any sport they hear everything that's said about them they they think everything is a is a you know is a right. russian spy <laughs> like everything's a russian yeah. spy that's what it feels like and they just don't like and they have the control so why not use it and i think that's where they come from um i you know Getting getting worked up because a tweet got posted ten minutes early of who was or was not at practice in the middle of June seems seems silly, like a silly use of energy. Um, but I, again, I think it's just especially kind of, if you're going to turn around and fat shame them. That's <laughs> true. I think that's baked into the job, honestly. Like I don't have a better answer for that. I think I and I think in particular Vrabel cut from the Belichick cloth with Robinson. I think they just are extra this. Yeah, if that makes sense. And it's their prerogative. They can do what they, they want. And they want to do. I think Amy Adams Strunk has done a great job building a relationship and being out in the community and sort of yeah. being accessible. I think having players be accessible would be great. I think Kevin Byard's very accessible. I think Derrick Henry's being more visible now as he's grown into his personality. So 
I, I don't know. I think have to go to Texas or wherever. Yeah, right. I think you're doing. I think you're doing your players and their brands a disservice by not showcasing right. them more. And I think you could build a relationship with your with your fans. Now, if you want to troll the media, go for it. Oh, I'm all for that. I think it's hilarious. Like, go for it. Like that. What, literally. And I am 100% bought in that they are. I, they that's, are they I'm, I'm kind of like literally the first thing I said when I walked out there was like, oh, you mean the day we're here, we get, we find out that he officially that he has asthma and he's not practicing? Yeah. Why couldn't they just say, and, of course. and the Raiden's thing, why couldn't they just say that last right, week? The right. They were asked about it 30 <laughs> fucking times. Right. It's, and I think there's an element of all the stuff we just talked about. And then at the end of the day, JR and Vrabel are sitting there like clinking glasses of whiskey, just laughing at oh, all of us running around like, like a bunch of morons. Well, I think, I think Vrabel's a bush light guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know he's a, he's definitely a beer drinker. Yeah, there's no question about that. Um, all right, so let's get into a slightly more serious topic, <laughs> and that is the Deshaun Watson news. The New York Times, congratulations for actually doing good reporting on this because it doesn't feel like the Browns did, or the or the NFLs the NFL. do anything. I mean, that's my thing. So if you want to read the story and follow along, you can go read the story. It's it's not like extremely difficult to read. It's not like that graphic, but it definitely paints the picture of who Deshaun Watson is. And what he's been doing. And I, I wanted to ask a question. This, for those of you listening and watching, I, I think it is important. I would love to hear some feedback. But Zach, I think to me, what it raises a question on in the, in our in our society is we forgive a lot of stuff for talent. Like Tom Cruise is batshit crazy, but we are watching his movies like crazy. Right, like we are watching. Top Gun is like done. Is he batshit crazy in a bad way? I mean, like, is he harming anybody? Oh no, no, no! I'm not. Com- yeah. So, so to be clear, I'm not comparing any of these these different things yeah. here. Right. I mean, I'll get to Michael Jackson. That's worse. Right. I guess worse than Deshaun Watts. I don't know. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to. If we start measuring sins, we get into trouble. Right. Here. I'm just. I'm just. I. I don't equate Tom Cruise. I. I agree. Tom Cruise jumping on a couch 20 years ago. Well, I, I'm crazy. more the the. I think there's more to Tom Cruise off the field. <laughs> than I you're don't know. From it. everything you hear about, I mean, I read this extensive, not to get on down a Tom Cruise oh, rabbit hole here. Let's do it. But I read an extensive article from the people in the cast on this new Top Gun movie, the, the guys, and he is a guy that is training up, trying to train up the next generation of actors. And it's not just, you know, he made them all go through extensive flight training. I mean, like, yeah. they had to drive it, drive all these jets or fly all these jets. But... They they can now, they say they now feel comfortable enough where they go to him with acting questions or hey I'm in this movie so he's and, demanding but I, I, yeah I mean I know that the I think COVID he's kind of I think it's the kind of crazy right well I think I think he's he's eccentric how about this point is I don't really agree with almost anything Tom Cruise personally believes in but I will love Top Gun yeah right. How about Greg Hardy? <laughs> Throws his girlfriend on a pile of guns, and nobody likes him though. Nobody likes him, but yeah, everybody if, wants to see his ass get kicked. But if he has ten, <laughs> but if he has ten sacks for the Cowboys, he's still playing. Yeah, but that that ended up flaming out on him, backfiring on him. Like Michael Jackson, we still play his music at parties. Yeah. I'm I'm building up to a question right. here, um, which is that you as a fan have the right to choose what you're gonna do. Because there's no criminal charges here for Deshaun Watson. There's not going to be. Maybe not. I mean, right now, the the grand jury did not. Right. The new cases, uh, I know Tony Busby said that they may not go criminal because obviously the 80 or uh, the defendant, defending attorney, uh, Rusty Harden, 
kind of went behind the scenes and did okay. some maybe some illegal well like stuff, but how, so how about kind of feel maybe fruitless but are dolphins fans not going to cheer when tyree kill scores a touchdown because he punched his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach oh yeah they they don't care about that do, do you see what i'm, I'm yeah. so my point is is that we as a society a lot of times compartmentalize and pick and choose mm-hmm. the parts of a person that we love and root for and find joy from and then on the other side where we despise and hate like again i will play michael jackson music at my at my house for my kids I don't like how it makes me feel, but I like the music, so I try to compartmentalize it, right? So my question is, if you have the right as a fan to control this, you have, an, you have agency, what do you do if you're a Browns fan and you're desperate for success and want to see a good football team and you've been paying thousands of dollars for season tickets for years, what do you do as a fan if you despise Deshaun Watson and his behavior, which most of us do, what, what do you do? I, th- I throw a, a celebration that I get to pick a new team. Like, me personally, if it came out that Malik Willis did this, or if Derrick Henry did this, and he stayed on the Titans for a long period of time, because I guess I, I used Malik Willis because he's the next quarterback, right? And, I think Derrick Henry's a good one. He's beloved yeah. by everyone, because, again, Deshaun Watson was But the was problem is that Derrick Henry's not long for here, right? I mean, like, the, the Browns are tied to Deshaun Watson for five years, or whenever the because it's a fully guaranteed contract, so it's a little bit different when you you're talking about maybe and you did it a after and a half. right, and you gave him the contract after right. you knew about all this stuff. See, that's the thing to me is that it's not just the player; your organization failed you. And oh my god, and the Texans and the Texans are now implicated because of the security guard and and all this other stuff. Well, Apparently, pro- providing NDAs, providing them a well, hotel room, well, and the security to clubs. provided the NDA. They provide the hotel room. According to local reports, they provide the hotel room to every Titans player. Or Texas sorry, player. every Texans player. Well, and if, for those that don't know, like the Titans have this too. Like you have a driver available to you at any point, yeah. which is why you should never ever be drinking and driving ever. Right. But like if, as an NFL player, you have even less reasons. Um, I, I, I don't think that star quarterbacks in the NFL have a difficult time getting dates. So it's like none of this makes any sense. But I want to I want to focus on like the fans' choice of in this particular situation. How do you act in this particular situation. If I was a Browns fan. I would I would have I would leave the team because first off why do I need to put myself through any more pain for an organization that doesn't care about women But what but again this gets to and you know this is what's going to happen this, Oh there's it, Browns fans this that gets to the Browns fans that when as soon as he as soon as, soon as they're 7 and 1 they don't they don't care Well they'll never be 7 and 1 so that's a good thing because I don't I think <laughs> that Deshaun Watson's at least this season going to be out and I think in all honesty he should be The whole year you think he's out yeah, I I was gonna say it, like six to eight games. If they go six to eight games, because this is this is not we're talking about twenty four different instances. Oh, I'm, not one instance, yeah. right? So this isn't Ezekiel Elliott's one instance. This isn't Ben Roethlisberger's one instance. This is twenty four instances. And if I was the NFL, I would be looking at a guy that I would be saying, first off, you have two years or you're suspended. Because I would be punishing the team as well through all this for giving them that, because well, and the Texans too. Like, should yeah. be, there should be some culpability there. I think I think that for two years or the uh, when the lawsuits are all done and over and tried with, and then your whichever one's longer. Because then okay. I may be adding on to that. Because I just it, I, I think if they I do six to eight you. games, I think they have a huge, massive issue on their hands, and I think that's what may be taking them so long is they're trying to figure out what is the punishment that we can give that makes the NFL look like we care about women. Well, and and 
Which six I, to eight's not going to do. No, I agree with you on that. And it's not going to cut. I mean, personally, again, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I would not. I'd want to root for a different team. I would also, not want him to be my quarterback. I, I'd want to I see a year long suspension. I'm, I'm looking at ESPN covering this, you know, Mina Kimes, the voices of the strong women she in the media. She did a great job. Oh, she does. Uh, the voices of the strong women in media, if he only gets six to eight games, it's going to be a shitstorm that the NFL is not prepared for. Yeah, but they, they just kind of. The boat, the, the boat, the NFL boat just sails right through this, every shit. But this storm. isn't going to go away because by the time was, those six to eight games are are done and their suspension is that suspension is technically would be over in this hypothetical situation, those lawsuits are still going to be out there. This is this story but, is not going away within a year. Well, and this is where I give credit to the New York Times for actually keeping it alive and right. like doing some actual research into this exactly and, and investigating it so we can know more about what happens. I just I think there is a choice we all individually as fans have to make almost all the time, whether it's music, movies, or, or athletes. Like, like, again, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon broke a girl's face in college. Cincinnati Bengals fans, I don't see them, like, protesting him. Now, again, did he, he went through the legal ramifications of it and came out the other side. And, and this is why what's... what's and, and, and I guess there's also... There's got to be room for change, Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, but there's let me let me say something about this about Deshaun Watson. There's no coming back from this for Deshaun Watson in my eyes. There's nothing he can do, short of he could even try to push me out of, the, of a bus, and I still would never forgive him at this point because you're talking about a guy that is push a, you social, out of a bus or push push me away like from the save bus. you save your save life me, save me from a bus save your life. All right. um, totally derailed my thoughts. Thank you uh, in this serious conversation that we're having, but in in my mind, he is a he's a psychopath sociopath, whatever the yeah. term you want to use, because he is dead behind the eyes. He sat there and said that, okay, well, I'm only going for massages, and that's what I want. I want massages on the deposition looking, and he, when they are pressing him on why did you choose this person that just got out of massage school, he going, well, the experience you know, isn't a high priority for me. But if you're only going for massages, then why isn't that a high priority for you? 66 women. Yeah, you know, I, in, I read that too. Yeah, in seven, 66 women in 17 months, it's almost one woman a week. A, a different woman almost every week I know. for a massage therapist. I'm still going to the same chiropractor I've had for two, two, and a, two years now. <laughs> Find one that works. and you, Yeah, uh, you stick with it. I, he, there's no coming back f- now. That's for me personally. That's my, and, that's my and question. And for the, for, the, for the fans that, even Titans fans that may defend them, unfollow me. Don't care about you. Don't don't want you to listen to my stuff. You don't deserve to listen to my stuff because in my mind, you are supporting a guy that is just a he's a despicable slime ball, scuzz bucket, terrible, terrible person that really should have got criminal charges pressed against or, or filed against. I mean, he should be in jail. Because if Mike Vick should be in jail for just being at a house where there's dog fighting, eh, it's more complicated than that. But I agree. Well, there was a he made he was made an example yeah, of. I agree. With I you. think that How about how about Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley suspended for a full year for yeah. placing a bet. Right. <laughs> and and this could be about the same, maybe, if we're saying a year. I think it, it's... See, that's the thing about the NFL's punishment policy that I have an issue with, is that, you know, you go back and look at Ezekiel Elliott, Ray Rice, where that video was at. Two you games? Look, you look at right? you yeah, Ben Rice. Roethlisberger. You look at all this stuff, Greg Hardy even, all this stuff, and then you turn around and you place a bet and you get a year. I mean, again, Tyreek Hill is the one that drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, again, the, the track record of behavior for Tyreek Hill is absurd. Right. And and yet the NFL, like, I don't think he's ever been suspended by the NFL for anything. Yeah. I'm petitioning all my leagues to not allow Deshaun Watson to be drafted. 
in the fantasy league. In the fantasy league. Well, if you're the if you're the owner, can't you? If you're the run the league, can't you? Yeah. Just, like, well, take I'm not. Out? Yeah, but I'm not that guy. Okay. I have to petition. Ah, uh, okay. There's a there's a formal yeah. process. Yeah. My Fair. my my thing is is that man, I I I, I cannot I I understand that fans are fanatics. And you look at you can even look at the political parties. There are people that blindly follow Republicans, even though what the Republicans can be doing is wrong. There are people that blindly follow Democrats, even though that they may disagree deep down, but they don't care because that's a Democrat. I'm voting Democrat no matter what. I'm rooting for a quarterback no matter what they do, even if it's terrible. That is a fanatic's choice and a fanatic's probably built in their DNA. But in my mind... I don't think any self-respecting man, woman, or child can look at the Cleveland Browns seriously and say, that is my team, I'm wearing their jerseys, and I'm proud to be a Browns fan because I've been one for 20 years. Let me tell you something, just because you've been one for 20 years doesn't mean you can't change. So I completely agree. And Stoney, a couple of comments here. Stoney Keeley says, Steve McNair is an interesting name to think about in this conversation. I don't... I, I, and then and then Kenneth brings up similarities between Tiger Woods and Deshaun Watson. I do not think there are similarities between Tiger There's Woods not. and Deshaun Watson. I think Steve McNair and Tiger Woods I th- I think had it, very similar yeah. lifestyles. That is not criminal yeah. behavior. That that is not yeah. crossing a a, a a line that we obviously believe and have seen. You know, drinking Deshaun and Watson. driving criminal. But I mean, we're, yeah. let's not equate. I I think equating Tiger Woods to twenty four. Plus, yeah, I guess, or that, more I, guess acts. I guess that's true. I, I, I think, I think, well, but I'm, what I'm saying is, I think you're talking about 24 or more acts because we we know at least that there are more acts that people that did not file suits, according to the the Ginny Venturis reporting. So it's not just 24 people that are women that are affected. It's more than 24 women that are affected. Only 24 have filed lawsuits. That's that's not the same as what either of those guys yeah. went through. Here's my like. What's and the case you, study for Nashville fans, though? Like, what's the case study that that even comes close to matching this? Like, Mike Ribeiro, for example, played for the Preds and was a really bad dude. <laughs> and they signed him to a contract, and then David Poyle had to ask answer questions about that. Yeah, like this is a guy who like had a weird. You know, I don't. I don't want to use the the wrong word here, but there was a whole thing with like the babysitter, and he was not a good dude. And they signed him, and I just don't know who's well. Who was the, who was the the Preds fan or Preds player recently? Well, that Austin was, Austin Watson is another yeah. one who got into a, a, a. That would probably be the closest, besides maybe Pac Man Jones. But I feel like that's not even relatable. I, I feel just, like it raises really. A, I just don't. I, I think you, I have, there's nothing right now. You have more faith in humanity, I think, than I do. Well, I, I'm not saying that they are. Okay. I don't think that they will. I'm saying that they should. I yeah. think that's the difference. Is that I don't think that there is an instance or a player that I can think of that assaulted more than 24 women in yeah. a span of 17 months. Sexually no, assaulted. It's a pretty hard... That's, a, there's, there's just... I don't think that there is a player that's done... There's been players that have cheated on their wives. Yeah, and that's... There's that's, been players that have had sex with lots of women. I mean, how many did yeah, Will yeah. Chamberlain have or something? There's... Bill Ru- yeah. Yeah. Or Bill I think Russell, it, was, I think it might Will have Either way, um, I think Magic Johnson did it right for himself. Yeah, I mean yeah. that there's there's differences in all these things. There's nothing that I feel like hmm. outside of murder that has been as I think disgusting of behavior that is clearly if you just go and the depositions are available yeah, on can, Twitter. Yeah, you can yeah. watch them. You go watch those depositions, and it is chilling. It is like watching a Netflix documentary about a serial killer. So Stoney Keeley says, uh, at the end of the day, it's just sports. If you're going to sacrifice a bit of what you stand for as a person just because of the team you root for, then that's some weak shit. 
Fully agree. I, I fully agree. We fully agree. I think it's easy for us to sit here and say that when we don't have to make that choice. Like, I don't really like... I, like, if I was a Packers fan and I don't agree with anything Aaron Rodgers stands for at all, I can comp- compartmentalize watching him throw touchdowns on Sunday and, like, disagreeing with his personal yeah, he's beliefs and stance. Right. Besides himself. Well, they're... I don't want to talk about public health. <laughs> but But... Your point is valid. I mean, even if there's no Aaron Rodgers, public health is still going to be an issue. I mean, yeah. that's I guess that's no, my I, point. I totally agree. Um, so I guess, but but there's and there's varying levels of this, right? Like there's right. Michael Jackson, and and then there's Tiger Woods, and then, like there's a DUI versus you know like what Michael Jackson did. Yeah, and and we still as a society listen to Michael Jackson music, and is that the wrong behavior? Like, and again, this is not, I don't want to hear the phrase cancel culture either. Like, that's not what this is. If Deshaun Watson gets kicked out of the league or loses his contract, this isn't cancel culture. It's consequences for bad behavior. Like, right. that's that's different. So I don't know what the, I feel like you have to make that that stand on your own. Well, yeah, like, that, that's the only way things, it's like a, the Matt, and I'm going to equate something to the Madden game. But people complain about Madden, right? But... The same people who complain about Madden and the game glitches and stuff, the only reason they know about the game glitches and the game plays is because they bought Madden, and they complain about it every year. I haven't bought Madden since, I think, when Gronk was on the cover was the last one. But my point is, it sucked. I was done with Madden. I'm. They're not getting any more of my money. Now, I understand that there are weak-willed people out there. I mean, the majority, I would say, Americans do not have willpower or the fortitude to make a stand. But let me say this. I am out on Deshaun Watson. I would love it if he went to prison and never played in the league in the, again. If they, if they came out and said that he would never play in the league, I would I would maybe become a well, I wouldn't become a Browns fan because those people <laughs> they need to kick those those people out the Browns. Uh, and and what about Haslam's. Baker? What about Baker Mayfield through all this? Like, what the hell? <laughs> Baker's doing the right thing. Stay off social stay away. media. Yeah. Stay off social media. And when they come back, Colin say, "Well, you got Jacoby Brissett. Have a nice time." Yeah, yeah, uh, ha- have fun. Yeah. Um, e- either way, it's 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 hard to read. It's hard to understand. And I just thought the the conversation that I find interesting is that, and this is no different than a company standing up for something you don't agree with, right? Like right. it does. Like it does. You have agency as a consumer with your time and money to decide what you spend it on, and you have to decide. Like again, I go always right to the Michael Jackson thing because I struggle with that. Like I still love the music. It's still I still want my kids to hear the music and learn about how important his music was. But at the same time, when it's when it's time for my children to learn this kind of stuff, you're, we're going to have to tell them about the other side of this. Right. And so I don't... Does that mean that we're doing the wrong thing as parents? Are we doing the right thing as fans of his music? Like, I don't... I, how should I feel about this? And I... This it's is a little different because it's like right. It's like right now in our faces, and he's actually going through the deposition, and it's like he's alive and can actually take yeah um, punishment for something he's done. I it I I think it's a very complicated mental gymnastics that you have to do as a fan of something that you well, love life's, deeply. Life's just complicated. <laughs> I mean, there is no perfect solution, but you you're you're right. You can control what you can control, and what I can control is that I only hope the worst for Deshaun yeah. Watson. Have you ever drafted Tyreek Hill on a fantasy team? Uh, actually, I don't think I have. Good for you. Not, not because of so you walk the walk, huh? Well, not because of the reasons. Oh, you, you, but like, saying. but I, I guess I raised the question. Then what's the difference? Uh, I think uh, basically Tyreek Hill's clearly a kind of a piece of yeah. shit. Yeah. So um, I, I just I'm not the only one in the league still playing right now. By the way, that's a bad person. Right. That's I, done illegal things. I, I think the 
I hate to, again, you're weighing sins and you're putting me on the spot to do something you said we don't want to do on the show. <laughs> That's true. But I think Deshaun Watson is the biggest piece of shit. That's This is what I could say. Okay. Deshaun Watson is the biggest, bi- biggest piece of shit in sports by far. Bar none, there's nobody that yeah. right now that is close to what he is as far as a terrible human being that has affected more than 66 people's lives. Okay. I mean, I, I yeah, can't argue with that. That's sort of a statement of fact. He's, he's, a, he's a sexual terrorist. I would, uh, I, is, I think it's going to be very interesting because there's no criminal charges that if he pays his price in the civil court, which is a, probably a closed NDA, you know, with like a lot of money being distributed. The league, the league suspends him for a year. There's no more incidents, and he comes back next year and he plays. Our, our, I don't think Browns fans are going to stop rooting for him, and I think the league. I think I think I think some Brown fans have. I don't think okay. all Browns fans will, and that's that would be the same for every fan base across America and every sport. Yeah, and it'd be the same for people that love certain TV shows, love movies, this and that. Yeah, it's because people. Uh, view these view yeah. these other celebrities and stuff as yeah. um transactional items. Yeah, we we forgive a lot of sins for for entertainment and talent. Like if you have an extraordinary amount of talent, you will keep getting chances no matter how many how right. bad, how badly you screw up. And that's ultimately what this is about. If Deshaun Watson was EJ Manuel, we wouldn't be talking about it. Yep. If but Deshaun Watson's one of the best quarterbacks in the world. So that's why he's getting 230 million guaranteed or whatever it is. So, well, that's because uh, the Browns are fucking idiots. Well, I, I he would be worth it if he wasn't such a piece of trash. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Um, I don't know how we're going to segue into that conversation. And now we're going to discuss some Titans Stadium news <laughs> on the show. Uh, so, uh, myself, Steve Cavendish, we had a chance to sit down with uh, Butch Speard on, um, uh, who runs basically everything in Nashville. Uh, he's been in a lot of rooms and a lot of meetings for about 45 minutes. Lamestream Sports Podcast coming out on Friday. Check it out. Um, he gave us a couple of details. One of them is that August and September is when all this information is going to come out. So FIFA next week is going to announce whether or not we become a host city or not. And what he said in the conversation was part of the reason they're tr- they're, they how they're going to win the bid from FIFA, which I'm not sure they're going to, but they're trying, is to keep the Titan Stadium intact and built and, and, and managed and run so that they can use it at the same time as building the other the new stadium, which is in between the, the old one and the, the interstate, right? I, I don't know how that works exactly. If we don't get the host bid next week, maybe that changes, uh, and we can follow up with that, but that's an interesting nugget. August is the time frame. We're about six, eight weeks out from getting the actual financial details of the plan, how much of that is tax diversion? How much of that is state? All this other stuff, um, and, and that they've got a hundred acres that they are going to. It is every single inch of it is going to be developed. Like, I'm trying to think of another area. Like, like you know how south of Broadway has developed once they built the Music City Center, right? And all of a sudden, there's hotels and a street and a roundabout and some weird art sculptures and like all this other stuff. Like, think about every inch from from for a hundred acres on the east bank of the river. And think of every inch of it being developed, whether being hotels, uh, housing, um, you know, parks, green space, hopefully, retail, restaurants, you name it. It's going to be their new roads, new access points. Uh, this is going to be, it is going to be huge. It is going to be massive. And there's going to be a huge fight about it. Coming in about, again, Butch said August, September is when we're going to get the, get the information. It is going to be a big fight. 
Well, I mean, you already have like these sycamore think tanks, you know, saying that, oh, they're not going to make enough money and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, because they're they, what they use is to average across Tennessee stadiums all the way across. Nashville, no offense to Memphis and no offense to Knoxville or Chattanooga. Memphis is totally, or Nashville is totally different than any of those. Those guys are weight bringing the average down. You can't use yeah, that's true. That average and say, well, the and the average cost or the average income made by these facilities. If you're using all these major cities and you're using all these uh, different stadiums and your thing, use Nashville, and Nashville generates money. Now it's funny you mentioned the Sycamore one. I do I do know for a fact that that is they, that they are independently funded, so they are not they're not funded by either side of this. They're not funded by Nashville wanting to spend money. They're not yeah. funded by politicians that don't want this to be. Well, I will say some of their senior so. leadership in the article says that the senior leadership does lean Republican, and, and that's I, what I mean is. The two parties may not be political in this, yeah. like like left, right, Republican, right. Democrat. The two parties are city spending on city, and then council people representing citizens that don't think that is a a, a, a good steward of our resources. Let's say. And Butch said this to us. He goes, "We have not managed growth well in this city." Right. That's a really good admission from him on that because it's pretty obvious. Right. <laughs> that we haven't. It hasn't worked for everybody. And also, this study doesn't take into account the costs of repairing the stadium, and doesn't take into account. Uh, I think it was what the basically the leverage the team has over the city as far as money for repairs and all that stuff, or what money owed, or whatever is the correct term. Right. So in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, just stay out of it, Sycamore. Well, it's their it's their job. I mean, that's what they do. They're 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 a, find a policy new, find a new job, find a new hobby. They're a policy think tank, and I know a few of them. So, um, what's interesting is uh, he also said Butch said to us that, and this is a quote: "Affordable housing is a big part of the conversation." I'll believe that when it's on paper. Yeah. Um, uh, and what is affordable housing now? Like, let, let's be honest here. I mean, nothing is. We don't even have affordable gas. No. And that, <laughs> now I will say that affordable housing as a term has been weaponized yeah. and politicized by certain people. Affordable housing is just like homes that people can afford, like yeah. a, that a family can move into Nashville. Cause there's no, there's, this is the issue. And this is, I think the concern about the stadium development tied into downtown. I moved into downtown at the encore in 2009 as a low income buyer. Right. Like I, I had to be below a certain number of dollars revenue per year salary so me, for me to purchase a home. 20% of the building was designated as quote-unquote affordable housing. Right. And I think people have, again, that term has been weaponized to mean a different thing. It doesn't mean what people think it means when you hear it. It just means creating access to, let's say a young person wants to move to Nashville and buy a house and live downtown and work downtown. There's no place for that to happen right now. So this is the fight that's going to happen. It's going to be... Business and spending on development with big sports fans probably on this side of the aisle. Aisle's the wrong word. Argument. And over here, it's going to be city council people that are up for election next year that are representing people that don't feel like it's benefiting them that we're going to spend however many millions of dollars. Now, the easy answer is this is money we would not have had without the development. So right. it's new sales tax revenue. It's not affecting my children or roads or whatever. There will be a spend. We've talked about this. There will be a dollar figure. That's what we're going to get in about six, eight weeks. And that dollar figure is going to come out. And once that plan comes out, that is when we take take sides. Right. And have a big argument. And, and here's why the timing's happening the way it is. They want it all to be done before the election cycle for next year, when the mayoral race comes up. So it, it is, it's fascinating to study and to track and to monitor. Um, I... 
that there's no there's not a, like a ton of new stuff to discuss yet other than <laughs> costs are going up every day <laughs> um so i if you have any other questions, make sure you check out the interview, Lamestream Sports. He was very candid about CMA Fest, very candid about other events we're trying to get here, WNBA potentially coming. He, uh, One of my favorite lines from the interview was, um, well, we're just about a billionaire shy of getting a baseball team. <laughs> which, which, again, if you know anything about baseball and coming to the city, they're working really hard. They don't have anything yet. Right. You, you can't have a stadium without an owner. Baseball is like one of the, gr- no the great uh, – the MLB coming here is one of the great myths of Nashville right now. I don't understand why people think it's happening. Like, I, don't, don't get me it's wrong. I love Dave Stewart. I love Dave they're, Stewart. They're just always mentioned. I know. Right? I mean, like, that's the thing. It's PR release. It, it's a, Yeah, the PR. That's all it is. It's PR. Um, so, it, it, great, great conversation. Go check that out. Um, otherwise, just some light topics today on the show. Just some light topics. Some, some light, light topics. I am excited about um, – uh, mandatory mini camp. Yeah, June fourteenth and fifteenth and sixteenth. That'll be interesting for the Titans. Probably just June fourteenth and fifteenth. Yeah, exactly. Because um, they always cancel that last day. I feel like you do something shameless here. Yeah, go ahead. Athlon Sports magazines right here on newsstands. Athlonsports.com. You can go buy them. I've worked there since two thousand and seven. Look at this big guy. Look at this guy. You got two hundred and ninety six page. Oh, look, look. We got somebody working a camera. How about that? Yeah. Rocky top. You got the Alabama cover there. I didn't know we had a camera guy. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, so go check it out on newsstands now. Of course, you can purchase it. Look at these full-colored pages. Pay for good journalism, right? Look at that. There, I you, have, there you have it. Even so. CUSA is covered. <laughs> thank, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Need, we need that all-CUSA team. Thank, thank God we got that, that, that uh, Middle Tennessee uh, preview in there in the magazine. So, uh, All right. Special thanks to Cast Collective for hosting us, of course, every single Monday and Thursday, 1 p.m. Make sure you turn on all the notifications. Cast underscore collective on Instagram for you to book the event and the space here, this wonderful, beautiful space that we're in, uh, in the heart of Nashville on Music Row. Twice in one show. Did it. Twice in one show. Unprecedented. Uh, Kingston Group, of course, as well, our title sponsor on the show. BuildKG.com is the website. Um, All the other shows and places. All another F words. Every podcast platform that you got we're there there you have it broadwaysportsmedia.com as well and then all government we're everywhere and then all the other 440 shows as well club and country covering nashville sc fringe element covering the sec we've got gold standard covering the preds and of course lamestream sports with butch beard on coming out on friday so i think that just about does it for today uh otherwise rate review subscribe share the show turn on the notifications check out the youtube we appreciate you guys we love you thanks for hanging out and listening for zach i'm brayden this has been a football show